Hey guys, welcome back to The Nerdiest Podcast, where nerds talk about nerdy things. Um, I've recently exhausted all of my guest hosts because Nick hasn't been here, so today it's just me, and I will be doing the Tears of the Kingdom retrospective by myself, and Nick, is that you? Is that... Where... You're back! Where have you been? Did... Did somebody say... Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah, yeah, I'm about I'm about to do the Tears of the Kingdom episode. Do you want to do you okay. want to stay or I mean, I don't know. I could, I could be playing Zelda. I'm do like, you want to I could go back to my cave and play Zelda. Actually, I think that's what I'm going to do. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. we can do the Zelda episode. Do you want to talk about Tears of the Kingdom? I mean, I guess. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll do, Okay, cool. Sweet. Hello and welcome to The Nerdiest Podcast, where nerds talk about nerdy things. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Jackson Glass, and I'd like to welcome back my ride or die, Mr. Nick Barrett, back from the grave, from the caves, from the Zelda Let's Play dungeon. And I'm going to ask him how he's been, because he's been gone for like three weeks. But before that, I'm going to ask you to follow us on Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast so that you know when new episodes are coming out and follow us on YouTube at The Nerdiest Podcast so you can see all the amazing exclusive content and watch video versions of this podcast on the YouTube. Nerdiest Podcast. YouTube doing amazing original content there. Go follow there on Instagram. Mr. Nick Barrett, welcome back. How was your Thank month? You. Thank you. How was your month? It was... <laughs> oh, it was a month. Uh, I... So, for those who don't know, I'm just mm-hmm. going to, like, a little behind the scenes here. We initially, like, made a joke right. because of how the schedule played out. Wouldn't it be funny if you disappeared for a month when Zelda came out? And I thought, no, no, let's run with the bit. Let him cook. And that's exactly what we did. So, I haven't been on since the Spy Family episode two episodes ago, but the episodes are bi-weekly, so it's been a month. Yeah. Like... It, a little more than that, actually, based yeah. on when that episode came out. And I'm an, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm never doing it again. Um, I missed this podcast way too much, even though I was still recording episodes for Joystick Drift. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same. You Aww. know, the vibe is just different. And I just miss talking about movies and stuff. Although, granted, I didn't watch a lot of movies, but we'll Ooh, get there. We'll get there. Um, this is juicy. But yeah. It's it's been a really interesting month. I'll briefly recap the month. Um, obviously, got Zelda. I went to the midnight launch at GameStop. It was amazing. I there were more people in line at GameStop then than I think I've ever seen at any GameStop ever in my entire life. I got the game at midnight, well technically eleven because I'm on Central Time. <laughs> Played it for a little bit. It was amazing. We'll talk about the game a little later. And I mean, I just been on the Tears of the Kingdom grind. Yeah. I. Also got a full-time job, so Woo-hoo! now I'm employed, which is very exciting. Answered prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started at my job last week, and, you know, I'm loving it. Great place, great coworkers. Um, I like my job because it's significantly challenging, but also it's not just one thing. I kind of, like, pull multiple roles, so I get mm-hmm. to have a, have more variety in my work, so that's very cool. 
Um, I went to Momocon in Atlanta two weeks ago. I hate Atlanta. I'm never going back there again. (laughs) And I mean that genuinely. Like, and and listen, if you're listening from Atlanta, I'm sorry you live there. (laughs) That sucks. Like, Atlanta's just the worst. The traffic is terrible. The traffic is terrible. And the traffic is terrible. It took us 45 minutes to go five miles. I'm not even kidding. It was terrible. It's also really sketchy, as is most downtown major cities. That's not just an Atlanta problem. That's just a city problem. And it was like, I was just stressed and anxious the whole time. Like, the convention was fun, and it was, like, fun to be there with Colin and Melina and a couple of Colin Colin's friends. But it was also, like, I was just stressed and anxious the whole time. I had to park in a public parking lot because the hotel didn't have their own parking lot, so I was always worried my car was going to get broken into. So if I if I go to this convention again next year, which everyone wants to go, and I'm not opposed, someone else is driving, not me. <laughs> I will be leaving my car safely in someone else's driveway and not worrying about it the entire you know weekend. What's really I will funny. let someone else worry about that. <laughs> what's really funny is when you first decided you were going to Momocon, you tried to get me to go with you. I did. And now that I saw everything that happened... I say, thank you, Jesus, I was not there. I would have had such a horrible time. <laughs> it no, would not have it, been good for me. <laughs> it was a it was a fun convention, but part of the issue was the people and the guests who were there, I wasn't super into mm-hmm. them. And not to say that like conventions are only about meeting celebrities and seeing the people who were there, but that is a pretty big aspect of it is you want to get autographs and all this stuff and i did do that with one person max middleman the voice of ryuji from persona 5 it was very cool but that was really the only one i cared about and all of the other events we went to like colin was super into it everyone else was super into it but i i wasn't and Mm -hmm. and that's just a me thing that's not like a oh well you guys have to do what i want to do i had fun like looking around at the different booths and all the artist alley artist alley is probably one of my favorite parts of conventions because there's so many creative and talented people in Artist Alley. And I, I do want to take you to a convention at some yes, point. Yes, I want to go. I want to go. It would it would be really fun. I might take you to the one I went to in February. The Megacon? Um, no, the Con Nuga. I might take okay. you to that one. Oh, oh I forgot because about that, that one. one is a lot more low-key. Yeah, I'm about uh, to And the, the people key. I went with are really fun. Zoe and Eli, if you're listening to this episode... We need to go again next year. It was really fun. Take me. Put me in, coach. All right. Yeah. So yeah. there was that. And aside from that, I've just been playing Zelda. I'll be honest. I haven't watched a ton of movies. We'll get to it. We'll get but... to it. Yeah. Wow. Welcome back. What a good. Thank you. It was a good month. I'd like to say thank you to our special guest hosts the last few weeks, Mr. Colin and Mr. Gavin. They were very good. They were very good. But. Nothing beats the real thing. So we're True. glad you're back. We're glad you're back. Please don't leave again. But uh, No, I won't. <laughs> so um, recently, biggest thing that happened is I released an EP with Mr. Gavin. We talked about it in our last episode. But it's out now. You can listen to it on your favorite streaming platform. It's Jackson Glass, G-L-A-S. Freshman year part one. Me and Gavin. It'll be linked in the description. Go listen to it. It'll be linked in the description. Fire. It's actually really good. Cookout run, song of the summer. (laughs) Thank you. What can I say? Thank you. 
So that was kind of the biggest thing. Um, and the support around it has just been incredible. I woke up, I think yesterday and got like, my phone was just like full of messages of people being like, it's so good. And I loved it. And like one of them was like super long and it made me cry. And so it was just like, it was a bittersweet week because it's always kind of hard to finish a project and be like, it's out there. Like I can't, I can't touch it anymore. It's like sending your kid off to college. You're like, it's not mine anymore. Like it needs to, it needs to be its own thing. And so, but it's also really sweet because everyone else gets to listen to it and see it. It's been really good. Um, other than that, I've been watching a good bit of movies while also playing Zelda. Um, but not near as much Zelda. We'll also get to that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I did that watching a lot of movies. I'm going to go through some of the movies that I watched recently just so that we can review them. Let me open my 2023 list and then we'll get to our movie competition. And while so you're, uh, while you're pulling that up, I will say I haven't watched a lot of movies, but I've gotten around, I've gotten back around to watching anime because mm. now that I'm working, because of my schedule, I only have a certain amount of time after work every night. So it's kind of been a toss up between do I want to watch a couple episodes of anime, maybe play like an hour or two of Tears of the Kingdom? Because I'm at the point now in Zelda where I can kind of just casually jump on and, you know, play a little like an hour here, do a couple shrines, you know, play an hour there, fight some monsters, do a side mm -hmm. quest or two, and then call it a night. Um, so I've been alternating between like Fortnite and Zelda and anime yeah so. the new Fortnite season came out and i oh, actually still haven't played it i actually really like it i played some this morning um but man uh three movies i watched this week i'm gonna start with the least important one i watched the true memoirs of an international assassin which is a kevin james movie on netflix and honestly it was pretty good i wish it was a little funnier because i love kevin james but it just it wasn't his funniest but i had a good time and I want to bring up, this isn't something I ever do. And I don't know why it's happening now. This week, I've fallen asleep while watching two different movies. Whoa. And, like, I never fall asleep while watching movies. But, like, this week, for some reason, I cannot stay awake during the movies. So, I don't know. Anything I saw in the theater, I was awake for. I've only fallen asleep in the theater twice. And that was for The Matrix Reloaded and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I fell asleep during the Batman. Really? Yeah. It, it was it wasn't late at night. It was like 11 o'clock. <laughs> I was already tired. I hadn't slept well the night before. And I was sitting in the theater like all crunched up and I mm -hmm. had my hood on and I was just sitting there and all of a sudden I like fall asleep. And then 5 minutes later I'm like, "Oh. Oh, all right, I was we're moving asleep. on." You know what else I fell asleep in? And you're going to you're gonna hate me for this. Oh, no. I fell asleep during John Wick Four. You're kidding. No, I I, hate I genuinely <laughs> I genuinely don't know what happens after he shoots the guy in the head in the very beginning, and then when the fighting starts in Japan. I genuinely don't know what happens in that stretch because I fell asleep. He fell asleep at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, because then it was just action the whole time, so I didn't like. I couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> How did he fall asleep at the very beginning? <laughs> there was no action. I was bored. <laughs> well, you see, where a lot of people would get really mad about falling asleep during the Batman, one, I love that movie, but also, I will say, visual stimulation is not that movie's game. It's it also is very really, dark. It feels like a long movie. It is really long. Um, two other movies I saw in the theater. 
this week is I saw The Little Mermaid and I saw The Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse. And I wanted to revisit The Little Mermaid because we talked about it a little bit in the last episode. And now that I've seen it, I can give an actual review and say, it's all right. Now, what's weird is I think that this is a pretty, like, it's pretty black or white issue right now because you're, stop. <laughs> that was not, that was not meant to be funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was such a choice of words. Um... I know that's not how you intended it, but it was such a poor choice of words. So, it's pretty split. There you go. <laughs> it's pretty split right now. Um, I think that there's either, you're either in the group of, this is the worst thing that we've ever made as a humanity, and this is a real, is this is amazing. Where, so... I saw it. I'm more in the middle of like, it was okay. And I think the animation is kind of weird. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that. All of the actors did great. Um, they sung very well. Um, my problem is though, is the music, like while everyone sang well, the music itself was very weak to me, in my opinion. And I think Lin-Manuel Miranda has lived long enough to become the villain. And True. so- I'm like, okay, this is, it's The Little Mermaid. Like, I think how much you like the movie will solely depend on how much you like The Little Mermaid because it's essentially just The Little Mermaid with Aquafina, And so it's like, I don't know if you've heard the song Scuttlebutt, but I have mixed I'd opinions. Because when I was in the theater, I kind of vibed with it because it was fun. It was kind of funky. It was different. But I'm also like, all right, that made no sense to put in that movie. Like, no. that was so out of place. So, that's my review of The Little Mermaid. It's okay. It's not near my favorite live-action remake. But most of the other, like, millennials I know that have seen it were like, it's amazing. Like, I watched it awesome. and, like, they were all like... I talked to people in the theater after and they are like... I was like, were you blown away? They're like, yeah. I was like... I wasn't. I was, I felt like nothing really happened. And so it's just, and like Under the Sea is such a big, huge number. And in the, re, in the live action remake, it was like three people were singing it. And I was like, come on, like, give me some more energy. And so acting was good. Everyone sang well. I think the, like, I think the audio engineers kind of did them dirty. That's what I'll say. Um, I think that's fair. And the I've story heard a lot weak. of people say, I don't want to mispronounce her name, but I think it's Halle Bailey. It's Halle Bailey, yeah. I kept um, thinking it was Halle Berry, and I was like, there is no too. way. <laughs> um, but it's Halle Bailey. But I've heard that people are saying she acted and played Ariel very well, mm -hmm. which I think at the end of the day is all that it is all that really matters, which mm -hmm. for context, I haven't seen the movie yet. I want to go see it. But I'm also like, I just might wait until it gets dropped on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I'm not like dying to go see it in the theater. Um, but from what I've heard, she played Ariel very well. And after you watch the movie, you can understand why they chose her specifically for the role. I just wish that's something Disney was a little more transparent with mm -hmm. beforehand. Because it would have it would have helped the movie. Like her yeah. being Ariel 
and you put all of those facts on the table, it would have helped the movie instead of being a hindrance. Because I know mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who didn't go see it because that was the change they made. Yeah. Not saying it's right or wrong. You know, you're entitled to your own opinion. But if you had been transparent, like the directors came out and said, oh, yeah. And this was like two weeks before the movie came out, which, you know, it's too late to reverse right. people's train of thought by then. They came out and said, oh, when she came in, she just sang very well and she pr- just auditioned very well and we didn't really see anyone else for the role after that. Say that when you announce the cast. Yeah. A lot of people who are on the fence about it would have gone and seen the movie if that was how you presented it instead of being like, all right, well, Ariel's black. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. It felt we're like doing a live it, action movie again. It felt like a political move when in reality, it didn't feel like it was. It was. Like the I don't think the directors intended it as a political move. It no, really and- like after seeing the movie too, I was like, she did really good. She was a great choice for the role. But like you said, so many people were steered wrong because they marketed it like it was the point, and it's just not good. <laughs> yeah, and. I know there are a lot of people who get hung up on it of like, oh, well, that's not how she looks in the original. Okay, you know what? Move on. I don't like, care. The movie's this out, isn't the original. We're done. <laughs> this isn't They're the original. They're not changing it. <laughs> They're clearly not changing it. If that's yeah. how you feel, just watch the original. You don't have to whine about it online. Mm-hmm. It's all I'm saying. But a Twitter.com account her... is a privilege. <laughs> it's I not did a right. hear Hallie Bailey <laughs> Bailey sing. In the trailers and stuff. I haven't listened to the soundtrack at all. But when I heard her sing in the trailers, she sounded very similar to Jodie Benson, who was the original voice of Ariel. And I think that's what they were going for. Mm -hmm. And again, should have been more upfront about that, Disney. I know. Disney, listen. I know you think it's really cool when you get all, like, stir up all this political controversy. It's really it's, not helping you right now. No, it's not. The cool position at all. <laughs> you're in, it's not <laughs> helpful. No it's one's enjoying. Actually, this. very negative. This is the one instance where um, not all press is good press. This is actually bad press that is hurting your movies. So don't do that. Well, you need to stop. <laughs> and every time I go to the movie theater now, I keep seeing these trailers for Elemental, which I'm like, what? What should be my reaction to the Elemental trailer? Should I be excited? It's just Zootopia. Because I'm not. I'm not excited. It looks like Zootopia and Soul had a baby, and the jokes in the trailer are lazy as heck, and it's like not, it's not good. It's just straight up not good. And I, I just know that it's going to be one of these like live your truth stories where like the fire and the water can be friends. And I was like... You mean Zootopia? This is just Zootopia. And it looks like Inside Out and it looks like Soul. And it's like, that's fine. But also, look at the Spider-Verse. Look what they just did. This is good. <laughs> look at Puss in Boots. Look at look the at, Mario movie. Look like, at, like, like, the Pixar style is not enough to sell a movie anymore. Like, they need to realize that they can't just make a movie in the Pixar style and it works. Because it doesn't. It's projected to make $20 million the opening weekend, all right, which all right, is all right, the all right, lowest. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going all off. Right, right. I'm going off on people. Pop off. Okay. I talked about this on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Nerdiest Nick. I, I'm getting pretty unhinged on Twitter at this point. <sighs> I can't stand the argument where people were, when it initially came out, oh, it's projected to make like 30 to $40 million, um, opening weekend. 
which is really low this for a Pixar low. movie. Like when Lightyear was projected 50 mil last year, that was low, and now they've gone even lower than that. Okay, here's what I'll say about this. One, this is not a people don't want to go see original movies idea. This that's not what this is. People are clearly going to see original movies, right? And Spider-verse. and <laughs> the movies I well. I, okay, I didn't use Spider Verse as an example because it's a pre like it uses pre existing Marvel stuff. That's fair. My examples I used were the bad guys that came out last year and Suzume that came out this year. Suzume, which is the new Makoto Shinkai film, which was released, I guarantee you, in less theaters than Elemental will be in, and made $250 million, roughly, mm-hmm. which is a lot for an original anime movie that did not get as wide of a distribution as something like a Pixar or Warner Bros or whatever. This is more about people don't want to go see Disney movies in general because Disney movies right now across the board are underperforming critically and financially. Look at The Little Mermaid. It reviewed really well with critics, but audiences are kind of split on it. Indiana Jones. Critics did not like that movie, and I guarantee you fans probably won't either because it's I, I know a lot of people who think it's very unnecessary. And what was it? Oh, Elemental. Not going to do great. Mm-mm. So this is more, and we talked about this in the Disney Downfall. You can go listen to that episode. We dive into a lot more of it there. But that's the issue, is people don't want to mm-hmm. go see Disney movies. And don't tell me people, well, people aren't going to the movies because it's too expensive. The Mario movie made a billion dollars this year. Yeah. One billion dollars. And the Mario movie audience is the exact same audience that would go see Elemental. It mm-hmm. is a family movie for the family. So don't tell me that people don't want to go to the movies. Sonic, last year, made like $400 million, which is the same audience. Bad Guys also made $250 million. Movies in this demographic that are that are targeted at this demographic of families and kids are making money. It's just people don't want to go see Disney movies because they have, like we said earlier with The Little Mermaid, they've turned everything into a political stunt and the general audience just doesn't care for that. So they're not going to see those movies. So that's why Elemental is not going to do great. It's not because, you know, know, we can debate the quality of the movie Mm -hmm. and, you know, we can't really until it comes out and we see the full movie... But Disney's negative like connotation with the general population is not helping. No, right now. it's not. And just the last few movies they've made have been bad. Like this is this is a reputation thing. They're not like Elemental's not gonna save them. It's not. And so I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I just know what the problem is. And I'm tired of people saying Oh, guys, the movie theaters are starting to come back. Movie theaters have been back for, like, freaking two years. Like, Okay. I would argue like, movie theaters have been back since the end of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We're, like, three years removed from not being able to go to the movie theater. And so that statement is invalid. That's that is not, no longer a valid that's argument That's not a valid to argument. Use. Like, like, you're just mad because no one wants to go see your gay kids movie, okay? I Whoa, said he said so. it. He said it. It's true, though. Uh, Mobby, sorry Listen, if that's wait, based. All I'm going to say, look at the movies that are performing really well. And then look at the Disney movies and tell me what, what what's the difference between these two movies. Well, you look at just, something like 
Puss in Boots that had nothing, like, they had no agenda. Puss in Boots wasn't trying to be anything but good family entertainment. And that's what it did, and it was amazing. And I think that I critic score could care less. It's I I care way more about an audience perception of a movie where even if like even if I don't know the little mermaid makes x million dollars you still don't have an audience that's fully sold on it where even even you could say Puss in Boots made less money but audience is going to go return to that movie for years because they like it better so I don't know we're running over a little time so I'm going to say that across the spider verse don't say it is the best movie i've seen this year that's what i will say i'm going to keep i'm going to keep it spoiler free because it's still pretty new and i know not everyone has gone and seen it but it's the best spoiler movie i've alert, seen this year spoiler alert miles is in the movie whoa 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 <laughs> who whoa whoa sorry spoiler alert he's spider-man <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> Yeah, no, I saw Across the Spider-Verse like last week and I don't think I've had a more intense theater experience since Infinity War. Like, I can honestly say that enjoying that movie in a theater full of people was phenomenal because we were all on the same page of what on earth am I watching? This is wild. It's also like insane, like just... You don't get a second to breathe. There is always some insanely impressive animation happening on screen. And I really love, and this is like all over the news and Twitter and stuff, is like they let the four, this 14-year-old animate the Lego portion of that movie. I don't know if that's a spoiler. There is like a Lego. It's so, it's so all over the news. I think it's fine. Yeah. So like this 14-year-old made a, a Lego version of the trailer for Across the Spider-Verse. And I think it was the directors were like, this is really dope. And they hired him and he did like a sequence in the movie. And he's like 14, which like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> clearly not prodigies. making Lego stop motion for right. the, the multi-million dollar movie. So, you know, nice kick in the pants to see a child prodigy. But also like, that's just so dope. That's so dope. Like, I'm really glad they did that. But Yeah. I've also seen it, and to everyone who's saying it's the greatest movie of all time, just stop. It's not. You're high on recency bias. You probably haven't yeah. seen a good movie in a long time. Dang. I mean, that's probably right, but... Um, no, like, okay, it's fine. It was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I think it's better... I don't want to say it's better than the first one, but, like, they're on par. This is I think another, it's better than the first one. For me, this is another instance where... It's like they're on par. The first mm-hmm. and second one are, and we'll see where the third one goes. Because like, yeah, it's a part one. Like, whatever, mm-hmm. it's fine. My thing is, I I can't stand the people who are so quick, like a week after it comes out, to be like, this is the movie of the, this is the best animated movie of the twenty first century. Why? Because it was flashy, and it had yeah. really good animation. Like, I won't fight you on that point, but I don't think it's of the twenty first century because now it's competing with some of the best Pixar movies because you're including anything from 2000. Yeah. And it's like, that's, I know it looks great and it's the newest Mm -hmm. hit new thing, but I think it's not as good as some Pixar movies. Yeah. It's also like, like I can say it's the best movie I've 
seen this year, and I can say that it makes No Way Home look like a fan fiction. It puts No Way Home to shame. And I liked No Way Home, but it like this is just a better rendition of that concept. And I can say that like it's incredible and it's insanely impressive. I can't deny that. But it's when you like I really like the meme of like film bros like two minutes into the Spider-Verse and it's like the title card comes on and they like review it five stars on Letterboxd and say it's the best movie of the 21st century. Whereas like, yes, phenomenal movie and actually like a legitimate 10 out of 10 for me. But it's not in my letterbox top four favorite movies of all time. I'm going to go see it again and it's phenomenal, but don't make such a bold statement about it like this early. Like that's let it sit a little bit before you come off of the Spider-Verse high before you say it's the best movie of the 21st century. (laughs) Yeah. Like if we get a year out and and it's kind of hard because it's a part one and it does very much feel like a movie that was cut in half. And it was supposed to be originally a much longer movie and just be two parts. I'm glad they did because it means they're taking the time to flesh out the entire story instead of cramming it down. That's great. Mm -hmm. And honestly, there's a lot of talks about the second one getting delayed from March. And that's fine. Go for it. It's like it's make it work. I think it will. Here's my theory. I think the second one is done. I think they really. I think my theory is they did the whole thing and then. Because like you said, it seems very just it seems like a continuous movie that was split in two. And we may be wrong when this one comes out, but I have a theory that like it's pretty close to done. Oh, no, I'd say it's pretty close. Yeah. But I also think if they say, well, we could bump it back three more months and do another June release. I I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Well, it never is anymore. So. Uh, so yeah, I I mean it was good, and and here's my last point about Spider Verse, and then we can kind of like move into our next mm-hmm. topic. Uh, I really enjoyed it, being a multiverse movie in a world where I'm just burned out of the multiverse. Yes, this was such. A, this is how you do a multiverse movie. It's like that yeah. Simpsons meme where he slaps him. Like, and he's like, "This how is you how you do a multiverse, multiverse movie. movie." The MCU clearly has not figured this out yet. Right, and I think. This being an animated movie really helps with that because you can yeah. get wild and wacky. Because there's yeah. a T-Rex Spider-Man, man. Literally. That would have looked awful in like Multiverse of Madness. That would have there's looked a, there's terrible. There's a cat that can spit webs. Yeah. It's crazy. Anything you could think of is just wild. It's there. And the fact Which that is, they go there, can't do that in live They action. go there, and that's why... Well, I really loved the post where they were like, we scrapped the live action Spider-Verse movie because it seemed like a bad joke. And I was like, thank you. This is like using the animation medium to its fullest. And I feel like that's why people are saying it's the best because it this is maybe one of the best movies I've seen that like uses animation to its fullest. And I think chef's kiss on this you movie. You know, it took them... Uh three years to get the animation style down for Spider-Punk. And that was one character. Um. One character. That's how much they're pushing the boundaries. It's What they're doing with this movie is phenomenal. It's and incredible. I can't wait to see how it concludes in Beyond the Spider-Verse because Phil Lord and Chris Miller came out and said, we're done. 
Yeah, they're with like miles this is after it. this. this Didn't they say? And they like, said we're exhausted. <laughs> so based. I was Take like, your do rest. that. Do that. Go Not everything well needs King. to be a twenty film franchise. Yeah. Sleep just well, let, King. Just let it be awesome. Yeah. And then call they're it. They're like, it. this is it. Which I feel like Phil Lord and Chris Miller are like. They're very the, good at doing that. They're the kings of the animation industry right now. They really are just dominating everything that they do. 10 out of 10. Love them. Also, the, which is, this is probably the most impressive part to me. Do you want to guess the budget of this movie? It was $100 million. It was $100 million. For reference, by the One. way, guys, an average <laughs> episode of anime costs $100,000. And uh, right. anime looks amazing. I did see a really good tweet. Actually. This, like, <laughs> people need to realize it's not money that makes animation good. It's time. Like, yeah. yeah, you can keep throwing money at it. But if you still only give them six months, I mean, they can only do so much in six months. So it's about right. giving them the proper time. And that's what makes it look really good. Which is why having Across the Spider-Verse come five years after the first one, mm-hmm. it's why it looks so good. is because they were given yeah. time to actually develop and make it look good. So it's time that makes animation great. Not money. Not money. Which money does for help. Reference, money helps. Oh, money helps. But it doesn't <laughs> fix everything. For reference, the multiverse of madness had double the budget. Two hundred million dollars. Which isn't Bad comparable because that's a live action movie. But like which is the better multiverse movie? Come on, guys. So before we get into Zelda, probably what you're here for. Our movie comp- thirty six minutes in. Our movie competition. Of who can see a hundred, who can watch a hundred movies before first, has been taking a pause because Nick was not here, and so I think it's time to finally update our numbers. I don't really remember weird. what we had last time. I don't either. I should have gone and looked. So, tell me, how many movies are you at for this year? Okay, I didn't realize how much Zelda had affected the list till I was looking at it oh, today. No. Oh no. Uh so since the last episode I've watched one, two, three, four, five, six movies. Okay. And technically five because one of them was a stand up special. That counts. <laughs> That's since the end of April. It is now the middle of June. <laughs> yeah. My my current total mm-hmm. is fifty nine. Fifty nine. It has not okay. gone up. Okay. I, I legitimately did not watch a movie after Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on May 5th until I went and saw Across the Spider-Verse last week. Oh, my god! I did not watch a single movie. All I did was play Zelda. <laughs> um, okay. Which you'll see why in a minute. So, I don't remember what I had last time we checked, but my current movie total for the year... As of June 10th, 2023, is 60 movies. Oh, no! <laughs> I, I could have watched two movies this week and been ahead. One movie. One movie ahead of you right now. All right. I, I, guess, I guess I got to pick it up. <laughs> I, I don't pick intend it up to stay there for very long because I'm sure you will... I'm sure you'll blaze past at some point when you get burnt out on Zelda. But well, I wouldn't say I'll get burnt out on Zelda, but I'm definitely you're gonna spending it. less time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure. okay with that because I because I don't want to get burned out. 
Yeah, and as you get closer to the end, you you don't need to play as much, you right. know, when the story's complete and everything. So, Tears of the Kingdom, am I right? The most anticipated game of the year. Your personality for the last three years has been waiting for Tears of the Kingdom. Multiple like that. <laughs> multiple bets have been made on when Tears of the Kingdom will come out. You've won none of none them. of them, <laughs> and so you took a four week break to play Tears of the Kingdom. I did. How do you feel about? I would argue the most important game of your life. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, if you obsess over a game more. You'll have a real problem. <laughs> yeah. So um, I hope this is the most important. And I also hope game. by the time another game like this comes out, I'll have a wife and she can just yeah. keep me in check of be like, yeah. okay, you're an adult. You need like it's you, okay to be excited, you, you, but also calm down a little bit. Like, take a we have film. bills to pay. <laughs> Stop trying to buy the Zelda Switch to OLED. <laughs> so um, yeah, how do you feel? Well, it's definitely been a journey. And if you've been with the podcast for a long time, really since its inception, we've only done a couple Zelda-specific episodes. I think Mm -hmm. we did episode 14 was you, me, Colin, Uh and my ex-girlfriend, Megan, um, were all talking about Age of Calamity and Breath of the Wild, but we did it before Age of Calamity came out. For some reason, like the week before, because that's how the schedule played out. So we were just speculating and theorizing on Age of Calamity based on the trailers. I forgot about that. (laughs) And Colin spent like 45 minutes explaining the Zelda timeline. And we all kind of tuned out for that 45 minutes. I remember Because it was just him talking. Like it wasn't us going back and forth. It was just him talking. Yeah. And, you know, granted, we didn't know any better back yeah. then. Those were early podcast days. Those are early podcast days. also, we're... our second, like, dedicated Zelda episode was episode 28. So 14 episodes later, we did an episode, you, me, and my ex-girlfriend, Megan, uh, all talking about the 35th anniversary of Zelda. I remember that. I remember and it dropped editing... on February 21st, 2021, which is the 35th anniversary. We've been doing this for way too long. It's the only time we've ever dropped an episode not on a Monday or a Friday. That We've been doing this for way too long. No, we haven't. We haven't been doing this long enough. Uh, but what's really funny is in both those episodes, like we get really excited about Breath of the Wild 2 because that's what it was at the time. And then the hype just infinitely started building for me last year when they announced the title and the date and like, oh, now we have something concrete we can look forward to. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we get to this year, they do another trailer in February and they really start drumming things up and that, you know, trailer about a month out and the collector's edition and the Amiibo and the Switch and like all the stuff. And it, that experience of getting the game Thursday night and sitting down and starting the game and playing through that beginning segment that I'd only seen in that original 2019 reveal trailer just felt so surreal because it was like I can't believe I'm actually playing this game because it's been something that we've thought about and talked about and you know just been like oh well one day we'll get to play it and then that day finally comes and you're like oh we're actually here like we're actually playing it now this is real (laughs) and playing through the game I just 
I kind of had that the whole time. And it was a little it was a little like bittersweet because that Thursday night I finally took my Breath of the Wild cartridge out of my main Switch case and put it in my like storage case mm-hmm. for the games that I'm done with or like just I don't carry around with me at all times because I don't need it right now. Like Bye, I, I have Yeah, exactly. I have <laughs> I have Tears of the Kingdom. So it's been a really great month. And here's what I'll say. Um I've beaten the main story. I won't I won't say anything cuz Jackson hasn't. I know there's probably a lot of people who are listening who haven't. So this will be very story spoiler free, but we'll talk like gameplay and stuff because we've both experienced that. I will also say I have 95 hours in the game and Jackson has like 5. All right, hold on. So, Put a little more respect on me cuz I have 10. All right. Whoa. <laughs> Did it Not update to 10 last night? 10. Yeah. <laughs> Correction. So, yeah, I knew this episode would be interesting because you would have so much more to say than me. But I also think that the two perspectives is interesting. And I also think that this episode is not for me anyway. And so, God bless. I'll see you later. (laughs) Whoa, hey, now you're leaving? Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I don't even even know how to start talking about this game. Because it's just, I don't know. Well, I will will start by saying it's better than Breath of the Wild, which I didn't think was possible. But it somehow is better than Breath of the Wild. Which, honestly, I think it's going to be really hard to go back to Breath of the Wild now. Because I'm like, I can't build anything. What's the point? (laughs) I initially thought that as well. But Mm -hmm. then I, I read a lot of great points that are like, well, Breath of the Wild... The games are kind of interchangeable, depending... Mm-hmm. Like, if you start with Tears of the Kingdom and then go play Breath of the Wild, yeah, you can't build or you can't, like, ascend through stuff or you can't use recall. Mm-hmm. But it's a different game in the sense of you have different abilities. You have different... You know, you have the champions and not the sages. Like, those things are very different and you don't realize that they can each stand on their own until you've played them both. Like, as someone who's played them both, like, the story start to finish, the story of Tears of the Kingdom doesn't feel like a sequel. Like, it is a sequel, but it doesn't feel like you're really missing anything if you haven't played Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. And Breath of the Wild is obviously the same way. Now, there's a lot of crazy story stuff that they do that really leaves your brain processing for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, maybe one day in the future when Jackson finishes the game, we'll do a whole spoiler episode. We'll see. Right. But it's a wild story, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I think it's great that these two games can stand alone, but still be, like, this package together. The really interesting question is where does the Zelda team go from here? What is next? Are we moving on to a different Link in Zelda? Are we going to keep mm-hmm. the same Link in Zelda but go to a different map with a new story? Like... What's the next progression from here? Because obviously there's the sky, and for those who don't know, there's the underground, which, you know, it's been a month. So I'm sorry, but that's also not a huge spoiler. Um, Saying that there is an underground is not a spoiler. Stop saying everything is a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It's not a freaking spoiler. Link carries a sword. That's a spoiler. No, it's not. (laughs) 
Ugh. Nintendo announced they were doing a treehouse like for the midnight launch to show off gameplay and stuff, which I watched a little bit of it because I was just waiting. Like it was really hard to make that eleven like mm-hmm. waiting to leave for GameStop. Yeah. Um and I I didn't watch all of it because I was like, well, I'm going to play the game in a few hours. Like, right. it'd be one thing if the game was a month away, but I'm going to play it in a few hours. And somebody in the comments uh, was like, will you not be showing any uh, spoiler gameplay? And somebody replied to that comment and they were like, everything is a spoiler to these people. <laughs> like, you could say Link can pick up a bomb flower. That's a spoiler. Guys. How dare you spoil me? I didn't want to know there were bomb flowers in it. D- Who cares? <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, if someone if posts and says Link dies, that's a spoiler, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah, like story stuff. Okay, I get that. I didn't want to be spoiled in the story either, and I wasn't. But I'll also say, if it's officially showcased by Nintendo, it's fair game. Right, right. If Nintendo says there's bomb flowers in the game, which there are, that's fair, That's fair game. game. I heard because Nintendo themselves officially announced it. Anything leaked? No, because that's not official. Right. But anything official? Fair game. I was talking to someone the other day, and he made a really good joke that I thought really summarized this. Where I asked, I said, "Have you seen Spider Verse yet?" And he said, "No, I don't want to see it because then it would spoil the story." And I was like, "Watching the movie spoils the movie." Like was that like? Please tell me that was. Sarcastic. It was sarcastic. Was not... It was sarcastic. Oh, okay, good. I was like, I was like, watching, playing the game. I'd play Zelda, but I don't want to spoil it. So you know, yeah, okay. I can't do the story. I don't want to spoil it for myself. You know, yeah, that's pretty much what these everyone's doing. So you know, speaking of story spoilers, the very beginning of the Whoa. game. Whoa, we can talk about that. Yeah, because that's. That's what everyone's. Played. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what we did for our joystick episode where we did first impressions. I'll stop story stuff when you get to Pura. Okay, cool. And you get sent out to the four regional phenomena because that's mm-hmm. as far as you've gone. Right. And I imagine the opening to the game yeah. gave me chills, bro. Chills. Chills. The music. Oh my gosh. Of that underground section and the way it intensifies the closer you get to Ganondorf. Stop. I listened game to that. I found that music on YouTube. Oh, I'm, like, I'm coming back to Game of the Year. <laughs> um, I found that music on YouTube. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> it's so good. However, they've mixed like the threatening and intense music with the really weird remixed air quote vocals. Yeah. Thank you. Bruh. <laughs> I also loved the whole like accompanying Zelda. And being with her in the beginning of the game because, you know, they get separated. Mm-hmm. So it was like cool that they were together because we never had that in Breath of the Wild. Right. Um, so it was nice to show that, like, yes, they are still hanging out, I guess. I mean, hey, listen, I'll make an <laughs> argument. They're dating and or married in Let's this go. game. Like, we- fight me if you want. Show me show me that they're not. Let me just imagine Show me that, that they're not. <laughs> Let me there's there's a there's a point where she's like, you know, Link could have left, but he just stays of his own free will now. I'm just saying. Tell him, listen, he's in love. He's what a simp. 
But, but no, he's her guard. He's a Chad. He's her guard. No, he loves her. He doesn't have to be now. <laughs> he loves her. <laughs> she loves him, bro. Bruh. Wait till you Bruh. get to the cutscenes where she talks about Link and look at the way her face lights up. She's so into him. I think the third... This is where they go from here is they just get married and it becomes a life sim. These <laughs> usually just like Link and Zelda, homemakers. No, no, it's 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 Stardew Valley, but it's, it's Zelda. <laughs> That's the next game, and you get to do like Link and Zelda's home life. Game of the year. I would play that. I would play that, honestly. You get Nintendo, to go to counseling together. Do and it. It's like... <laughs> oh, you know they don't have counseling in Hyrule. They don't need therapy. I feel like they do. <laughs> no, okay. So I'll say this: it's not it's not a huge story spoiler. It's a side quest thing. So there's there's a school that you can go mm-hmm. to, and you can like attend one of their classes. Oh. And it's this guy teaching these kids about the calamity, and like you can sit in his link, and one of the kids is like, "What do you know about the calamity, huh, Link?" And I'm like. My brother in Christ, I was there. Don't cite the text to me, Witch. I was there when they were written. I was dead for a hundred years. What do you mean? Oh my gosh. That is funny. Oh. Kids are savage. Kids are savage. Yeah. I think the opening of this game, somehow the soundtrack is better. I don't know how. Because Breath of the Wild is like one of the best game soundtracks I've ever heard. But Tears of the Kingdom is somehow better. And I don't. I don't get emotional when playing games. Like, I'm not, like, crying about the story. But the music does that to me. It does that little, like, like it tugs the heart. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is, like, it feels so real. I'm like, this is good. There's a lot of moments in this game where the music kicks in. There's there's one specific memory where the music kicks in, and it made, it got me so hyped Mm -hmm. because of what like the content and the context of that memory and then the music that plays Mm -hmm. with it and then there's uh music during the final boss okay which by the way no spoilers for the final boss but it makes breath of the wild look like a child's toy yeah like it just absolutely puts that boss fight to shame and how easy it was compared to tears of the kingdom it's, well, it's so worth I'm going to say that game. the final boss in Breath of the Wild is one of the easier boss fights in gaming history, which is probably yep. my biggest disappointment with Breath of the Wild is the Ganon boss fight is a, a little lackluster. It It's kind of easy. So especially if you've gotten all the champions at that point, like his health is at like half of what it usually would be. So it's and like you have all the champions' abilities, so you can just Urbosa's Fury the whole time. Yeah. So it's like, what do you want from me? Like, but I'm very excited to get to the end of Tears of the Kingdom. I think I might, I might speed run the story just so that I can see the whole thing and then come back for all the side stuff. Cause I mean, hey, I just need to know. <laughs> you could do that. That's kind of what I did. Yeah. Because I didn't want. I didn't want to get spoiled in the story. <laughs> and people were getting real loosey-goosey on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I'm starting my full-time job next week. <laughs> It'd be great to have the story done because then I can kind of chill and play the yeah. game. So that's what I did. Um, and it was great. And then, you know, the second I finish it, everyone else on Joystick Drift was like, oh, well, I'm going to finish the story even though, you know, 
I said I was going to take my time. And I'm like, like well, thanks, well, guys. Yeah, of course. At least I have somebody to talk to it about. Uh, huzzah. Well, yeah. Just going down the list, I think the combat in this game is already so much better. Like, I really enjoy fighting monsters in this game. And, like, the fuse weapons and putting stuff on the ends of arrows. Like, 10 out of 10. It's like Minecraft in Zelda. Like, phenomenal. <laughs> It's funny because Tears of the Kingdom is like four different games yeah. in one because it's like, it's got the story of Xenoblade. Mm -hmm. It's got the world of Breath of the Wild. The world of Breath of the Wild. You can customize a house to the level of Animal Crossing. I know, right? I know, right? God bless great. America. There's hope for and the world. <laughs> Minecraft. Where you can like build and fuse all yeah. this stuff together. I think what makes the combat so interesting in this game is you have a reason to fight mm -hmm. monsters because you can fuse like some of the best weapons I have all have monster horns fused on yeah. them. Like, so that encourages me to say, okay, well, I need to go fight more monsters so I can fuse and make better weapons. It also kind of solves the issue with weapon durability because now it's no longer like, oh, well, all of my weapons broke, and all I have is the Master Sword, but it's going to run out of energy. Now it's like, okay, well, he dropped a really bad sword, but he has a really good horn, and I can fuse those together and make it work. Mm -hmm. And you always have some kind of weapon. I also love that I don't have to go hunting for an axe. Hallelujah. I can just make one. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes. It's, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. You love to see it. I, the combat also feels harder. It does feel harder. This game is harder game, in general. You need to talk about that. Tell us stop. about that. Because you texted me like two days ago and you were like, man, this game is so hard. It <laughs> took me three days to get off the Great okay, Sky stop. Island because it's so hard. This game is hard. Tears of the Kingdom is hard. And here's the thing. I'm not good at Breath of the Wild. That's why I got really scared when people said that Tears of the Kingdom was harder. I was like, oh no, I'm not even good at the easy version of Breath of the Wild. Like, this, this is not going to be good. Yeah, the Sky Island, I think... Not that hard. Half of my, five of my ten hours were just trying to get off the great Sky Island. I am slowly learning. I... I'm just dumb because I'm like crafting all these like cold resistance potions and I'm like building these giant ladders to go up the mountain when it's like, no, there's a cave that like just spirals up. Like you just wasted an hour trying to finagle away up there. But if you just stepped into the cave like 10 more steps, then you could have just gone up. And now I'm like trying to get to... um up the like Zora mountain and I'm like all right that's where I stopped last night because I was like my brain was not functioning anymore I was like I can't get up here I need to go to bed <laughs> I won't I won't deny you that the game is harder because there are yeah. a couple shrines where I was like what the heck am I supposed to do here what am I supposed to build to get over there? and yeah. then like I figure out this really dumb solution which is usually just ultra handing the ball or orb or whatever and then recalling up to a certain it. <laughs> point and then wait and then going up to where I need to go recalling it and then grabbing it while it's in midair and then you look up the solution and the solution was super easy yeah like there was a shrine where I legitimately spent 
I think 30 minutes trying to figure something out. And then it finally clicked in my head what I was supposed to do. And it's, it, it was something I tried to do from the start, but it didn't work. So I assumed that wasn't the correct answer. And I was like, could have finished this shrine 25 minutes ago. Yeah. And actually, that deterred me from doing shrines for a while. Yeah. Like, this isn't because worth I was my like, time. Oh, I don't, I don't want to spend 30 minutes doing a shrine. Yeah. And then I finally figured it out. And now I'm like, okay, well, I'm in and out in 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, I, I've been marking a lot of shrines. And I think I'm going to go back at some point. But I think I really need more hearts. Because these monsters are kicking my tail. Like, I'm currently at 26. And I still feel like that's not 26 enough. 26 hearts? I got... Four. <laughs> Four hearts. <laughs> you can no longer do a three-heart run. Oh, man. Which is very interesting because you need four to open that door. You're so right. So can you do a three-heart run of Tears of the Kingdom? No. It'd have to be a four-heart run minimum because you can't get off the island but can you, without opening the can door. Can you remove a heart? Can you trade it for stamina you later? Can. You can. Yeah. But if you're doing like a speed run, by the time you get to that right. point where you can remove the heart, it's too much time yeah. wasted. You've already spent half the game with four hearts. Right. You might as well just do four hearts. That's super interesting. Well, I remember the day the game came out, they were like, yeah, speedrunners did it in 50 minutes. And I was like, okay, it's good. Yeah, the speedrun just hit under an hour. And I was uh, like, oh my gosh. Last week? Yeah. And someone so, finally got it under an hour. And I'm like, man. man y'all right. are sweaty. <laughs> I jokes on you. It's gonna take me like two hundred hours to beat it. So, ha! <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at this game, but I'm having a good time. So it's okay as long as you're having <laughs> fun. That's all that really matters. That's what's up. I'm trying to think. How do you feel? How do you feel about the new abilities? We I have ascend, ascend recall, recall, fuse, and ultra hand. I, I'm really glad they didn't keep the abilities from the last game because this is probably the biggest gameplay difference is the ascend and the ultra hand and the like the the fuse is a big deal but i think like put some respect on recall that junk is overpowered and so i just i think that's my favorite part of the game is the new abilities because you're pretty limitless but it also as a as an overthinker it makes the game really hard because like you said, I'm in shrines, like doing like this super jury rigged system that ends up working, but it takes three times longer than what they actually intended. And I think that's really funny because they're like almost encouraging you to do that. They're like, yeah. you can play however you want. Like just, that's why I like this game so much is even the developers are like, yeah, go break the game, like have fun. And so, like, people are building, like, these machines of war that are so dope. And I hope to get to that point soon because that's really what I'm about. I'm just about the chaos of, like, I'm close. going through I'm, a mobbing camp. I'm getting to camp. that point where <sighs> I'm starting to get really experimental. Like, I spent 20 minutes the other <laughs> night. I pulled out, like, 10 fans and tried to put them all on this one little wing glider. <laughs> And it was like not working, and I was like, okay, so if you remove this one and put this one there, and like just the engineering, it, it's an of engineer's it all. dream. Like, if you ever want to feel dumb, go to Reddit, and th th that's the end of that joke. Uh, <laughs> if you ever want to feel dumb, go to Reddit and go to r slash Hyrule Engineers, and you will see some of the most insane 
build. Like someone built a fully functional tank. Oh my god! That like when you activate it, it even closes the hatch behind you where you got in. The Hyrule Engineering Club. I need to. I know some people that would really enjoy this. I need to. Send this it's to my wild. Dad. Oh my gosh! This person built a T Rex. Yeah. Yeah. What the- you see what I'm saying? What the heck? I'm trying to wait until people can figure out how to build like a fully functioning mech suit or something. Like, just start building a Gundam in Tears of the Kingdom. And and bear in mind, this is a month after the game came out. A month. Imagine what we're doing six years from now. Like, you think that, like, before Tears of the Kingdom came out, I saw people doing trick shots with the master cycle of like using stasis and then flipping the master cycle and triple yeah. shotting the guardian. Yeah. And that was a month before tears of the kingdom came out. So six years after breath of the wild came out, imagine what we're going to be doing with this game in six years. Like Dude. how insane it's going to be. Oh my I'm gosh. Just, this there's person, limitless potential. Sorry. I'm so deep onto this Reddit rabbit hole. Now this person built like an airplane with the gliders with an in-flight kitchen. <laughs> And it's just cooking on the plane. <laughs> this is insane. I also, my favorite one, and this is actually super useful, is instead of like having the Karok, like carrying them all the way. Korok. Korok. Sorry. White person alert. So the Korok, instead of like picking them up and carrying them around, you put, you shoot a meat arrow at the Korok and then. Uh, then fuse him to the arrow and then recall it back to where he needs to go. Isn't that insane? This is this is it's awesome. Insane. I freaking Somebody love this. Somebody built game. a drop ship? Yeah. With like it it was a drop ship where you could stand on top of it and it would shoot, but it also dropped another fighting device that would hit the ground and roll into the enemy camp. It was wild. Dude, I love the like little segue things too. Like those are hilarious. What will make your experience so much better is when you unlock auto build. Oh my gosh. Which allows you to save like your favorite creations. And then if you pull out all the necessary parts, it will automatically remember and build it for you. This person, you don't have to reposition. Someone built a tractor. (laughs) This is awesome. Oh my gosh, you should not have told me to look this up during the episode. This R slash Hyrule Engineering. Guys. It's great. Oh my gosh, it's like just killed an entire camp of moblins. <laughs> this this is, game is wild. This is bonkers, man. This is bonkers. Wow. I will say, as we... um, Do you, do you want to do our, our other topic we have? Cause it's it's Zelda related. Yeah. No, I'm I'm cool to go into that. Um, okay. Before before I go into that. Yeah. I I want to let everyone know how I rated this game. Now that right. I finished the story, obviously right. I'm still playing it, but how I've rated it so far. I'd always said there was only one game that could dethrone The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild as my favorite game of all time, and that's The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. You can't really see it. But it's right there at number one. If you're looking on the video, um, the le- yeah, thank the you, legend, Justin, for pulling up the Legend the of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. It's number one, but I didn't like. And then my number two is Xenoblade. So Tears of the Kingdom replaced Breath of the Wild, but it's also kind of like an asterisk of like they share the number one spot. 
right but because i'm like super ocd i can't like have them right. both there well it's like and it's like the asterisk of also we wouldn't have tears of the kingdom if we didn't have breath of the wild right so you kind of got to acknowledge that side of it too yeah well that's what i was thinking too is i was like tears of the king if tears of the kingdom is number one is breath of the wild number two or is it instead of breath of the wild because there is no tears of the kingdom without breath of the wild but you have to like appreciate breath of the wild for what it is but also a tears of the kingdom is better it's like this weird i don't know it's a weird thing it's kind of like letting a sequel be your favorite movie like you can't right. really like um the empire strikes back without putting some respect on a new hope like Whoa. it's like that yes i can uh yes i can i don't I do it all i don't time. think you can i don't think you can i will say something very interesting and we'll see how my opinion on this changes in the coming years I don't think I'm going to replay this game. Oh. As much as I did Breath of the Wild. Do you think you'll be And when satisfied? I say replay, well, when I say replay, I mean more like start from the beginning because there's just so much more. Yeah. Like the underground, the map is the exact same size as the overworld. I'm not going to There is literally <laughs> two overworld maps. And Sky Islands, and Memories, and Shrines, and Quests. Yeah. There's just so much more to do, and I think it's going to be one of those, like, if I start it over from scratch, I'm only doing it once if they add a master mode. Right. This isn't going to be like, oh, well, I've got my main file and my master mode, and then on my second account, I have my main file and my master mode, and on my third account, I have my main file. Like, I just don't think, and I think that's okay. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not a dig. Because it kind of forces you to enjoy your initial playthrough a lot more. Yeah. That makes so, sense. So I don't know yet when I'm going to like put it down mm-hmm. for a while because I know there's like there's a new Persona game coming out in November. So probably sometime this fall I'll move on to another mm-hmm. game. But for now I'm pretty content just hopping on and you know I'll probably do that. Honestly, hi editing Nick. <laughs> You're probably playing Tears of the Kingdom right now. Like, just took the switch out of the dock, set it on the desk while I'm listening to this episode, sitting here playing. It's probably what happened. Yeah. So, I'm cool with that. You know? You know? That's good. That's good. So, recently, it's come out. I don't think this is a confirmed thing. I'm going to pull out my Twitter sources. This wasn't, like, confirmed, confirmed. But they're moving forward with a Zelda movie with Illumination. So let that simmer. Meditate on that. Illumination. Everybody's already screaming in the comments. Zelda movie. They're gonna put the minions in the. To everybody who's like, <laughs> Illumination can't do a Zelda movie. That would be bad. Okay, guys, we did this exact same song and dance six years ago with the freaking Mario movie, and that made a billion dollars, and everybody had a lot of fun. Six with it. years. So ago? how about you just sit down, calm down, and understand that Nintendo is going to helicopter parent the crap out of Illumination. And Illumination will say, yes, master, because... They will say, yes, sir, we do want to make a billion dollars again. No, literally, like, uh, yes, sir, we will do what you say because... I got Captain. <laughs> We're making so much money right now, and we can't make another Minions movie, so please let us give us something to work with. <laughs> so, yeah, how do we feel about that? <laughs> I... I had always said I didn't want Illumination to do it Mm -hmm. because I think something like a Zelda movie would be a lot better suited 
to a DreamWorks. I mentioned this Absolutely. when we reviewed the Mario movie Absolutely. and talked about what's next. I don't like to imagine the fact that we could get a Zelda movie that looks as good as Puss in Boots. Because I know it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because I don't know what the shtick is with Illumination, like specifically, and why Universal wouldn't give it to DreamWorks. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like this would be a good movie for Illumination to break out of that Minions type movie mm-hmm. and let them do something kind of serious. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, hey, there's Toon Link. There's a whole like subsection, or not really subsection, but like there's a whole group of Zelda games that are in a more cartoony style. Right. So if they went that direction, that's fine. Yeah. Or if they want to try and do something more serious, that's Go great too. It. I think Nintendo knows that Zelda has always been a more serious franchise than Mario. And to act like Nintendo doesn't know their own franchise as well as we know their franchise is kind of dumb and stupid. Yeah. Because Shigeru Miyamoto worked on the Mario movie. He created Mario. Who better to work on the Mario movie than the guy who created it? Yeah. He also created Zelda. He's not just going to be like, ah, well, you know, I created Zelda, but also Illumination, go do whatever you want. Yeah, like, no, that's not going to happen, especially the way that they, like like you said, they just hover. They, they're involved and they care about their media. That's why the animated zelda show got canceled because someone in on the netflix staff leaked it and they were like we don't trust you anymore and pulled the entire project so we've very much proven that they care about their media so personally i'm not concerned i'm illumination is not what i'm concerned about i'm more concerned about what direction does this take because you could do the Link's awakening more fun like I don't know, kids movie. That's what I'll say. It's, yeah. It could be one of those, like the Mario movie, where it's like, this is Zelda, and it's for family, like it's for kids, this. But they could also go the Breath of the Wild route and be like, this is kind of gritty. This is a little more serious. And I don't expect that from Illumination, but I'm not going to say that I wouldn't try it. Like, I think they could break out of that mold, but also... Their mold makes a butt ton of money. So maybe, like, why take the risk? Yeah, but I I, I can definitely see where they want to use this to get out. Because, uh, what's his name? Chris Chris Pratt. No, not Chris Pratt. Chris Melandrama or whatever. Yeah. Melodramamine. Melandry, I think is his name. Chris Melodramatic. He said that he wants Illumination to do more serious things. Yeah. And to get out of that, like, oh, we do the funny minion fart joke mm-hmm. type movie. And I think this is the best way for them to do that. Because they have a really popular pre-established IP that is guaranteed a certain number of butts and seats. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not it looks good or bad. Yeah. Zelda fans will show up to see the movie. It doesn't matter if it gets a 10 from the critics and a 10 from the audience. Zelda fans will go see it anyway. Because we haven't gotten any Zelda media outside of games in, like, decades. Decades. So they'll go see it. So you got your dedicated audience there. And this is when you get experimental. Yes, the Mario movie made a lot of money. And it yes, it used that formula. But this is where you shake it up. Mm-hmm. Do things a little interesting. What I'm very curious to see is Zelda has always been a more story-focused series. Then Mario, and I wonder if they pick a specific game like Ocarina of Time to adapt into a movie, 
or if they kind of just take the tentpole aspects of Zelda, right. like, oh, there's Link and the Master Sword, and Zelda's a princess, and then there's Ganondorf, who's the bad guy, and, like, there's the sages, and, like, all this stuff, and just make a really good medieval fantasy movie mm-hmm. that is The Legend of Zelda. What I'm yeah. really worried is going to happen, and this is going to sound really weird as someone who loves Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, I'm really worried they're going to try to cash in on that and just make that the movie. And just rip the cut scenes but reanimate yeah. it. And just say, we have Breath of the Wild Link, we have Breath of the Wild Zelda, we have the champions, we have, you know, Impa and Pura and all these people, like, and just make that the movie, and I don't want them to do that. Because I do think what makes the Mario movie so great is it can stand alone from the games, is you're not comparing it, and Sonic did the same thing, you're not comparing the movies to the games as how faithful of an adaptation this is, it's... How faithfully does it adapt these aspects that they chose to take, like the characters and the world and all of that? You're not saying, well, it doesn't include this one thing from the Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time story that was my favorite thing. It stands alone. <laughs> and I want the movie to yeah. stand alone you and do, be its own thing. You could voice a character on South Park so easily. Like that's just, <laughs> I really could. That's what everyone on South Park sounds like. Um, yeah, no, I think... Um, I think that this could be the best, like this could very easily be Illumination's best movie if they did it right. Like, yeah. absolutely, 100%. Make it Twilight Princess and make it PG-13. You won't, you won't, you won't, you won't. No, they shouldn't. They, sh- they won't and they shouldn't. I just want to see it. I just want to see a Zelda a movie. A lot of people <laughs> wanted a live action Zelda Live action, like, no. series. No. And I'm like, no, because now you're losing what makes, like, games in general. Yeah, the art style. Especially Nintendo games that have a very specific art style, you're losing that, which is why anime movies don't work <gasps> in live action. Because it's almost like, <gasps> wait, real people don't look like anime characters? What? What? Who's going to tell me? If you want to watch tell me a live action, live action Zelda movie, that's not a big budget it's called movie. lord of the rings that's called that's a smosh video on youtube like that's not a yeah. real movie like come on Jeez. guys now now the five nights at freddy's movie is what she really should we should be talking about <laughs> what i think they could do with the zelda movie is reuse actors from the games Ooh. if they wanted to bring in patricia somerset to play zelda again i'd be totally open for that if they want to bring in matt mercer to continue being ganondorf absolutely a much bigger controversy is will Link talk in the movie? I feel like it could go either way. I think he's. I think he has to. I think. He I think has it would be to. a really interesting thought experiment to do a movie with a silent protagonist. Yeah, that'd be crazy, but, and it could be kind of funny too. Like he starts to talk, but it's like Phineas and Ferb, where like he starts to talk, but then he's interrupted. So like yeah. you're just like foaming at the mouth to hear him speak, but like. And for doesn't. everyone who says, "Well, Link talking is dumb." Go read the manga. There's Twilight Princess manga. There's Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, A Link to the Past, Four Swords, and the Oracle games. All have manga. Go read it. Link talks in all of them in a very substantial amount. And it's okay. 
And that's okay. It's okay that he talks. I yes. think everyone's bigger issue is like, well, the voice in the cartoon didn't sound... Okay, Nintendo understands that. They've yeah. heard you very well and clear that you did not like that voice. Yeah. So they're going to do something completely different. Okay? I think... Why? We all didn't think... We all didn't think Chris Pratt was going to be good as Mario, but now we're here and we're like, it sounds fine. Well, that's what I was going to say is, why can't Chris Pratt be Link? What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What everyone was really happy about was when the tweet went out that was like, you know, Nintendo and Illumination are working on this deal, which apparently is costing Universal a pretty penny. Really? And honestly, good on Nintendo for knowing their worth yeah, after no, making a billion dollars with the Mario movie. <laughs> Mad respect. Yeah, chase But that also, bag. right after like an hour or so, or maybe the next day, Tom Holland said he's taking a year-long break from acting. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, thank God. Tom Holland <gasps> won't be Link. The fan casts aren't real. <laughs> that was <laughs> close. <laughs> that was close. Um... I don't know, Pedro Pascal? How do we feel? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Benedict Cumberbatch. These are all ironic casts. I would pick never... a nobody. Lin Honestly. Manuel Miranda. <laughs> pick a nobody. Um, pick some. Pick some new voice actor who's been in like two indie films, yeah. and let this be his big break. Let it be because, Link. and this is something Bo Burnham talks about. Is he's like, if I see Brad Pitt in a movie. I'm not thinking, oh, this character. He's like, that's Brad Pitt. I'm not thinking this right. is a character. Like, that's freaking Brad Pitt. So, if you want Link, I don't know, to have a voice and have it work. Pick a, pick a nobody. That's the other. They can't. That's why the Mario movie was so so star studded because that's what the no, moms no, no. see. They say, oh, Chris Pratt is in this. I loved him no, in the no. Guardians of the Galaxy. You can. No, you can. You can, but they won't. <laughs> no, no, you can. If the rest of the cast is stacked, that's what I'm saying. If like Zelda's an at like Zelda's a famous celebrity, Ganondorf's yeah. a famous celebrity, the King is a famous celebrity, you can have Link be a nobody, yeah. especially if he's not going to talk a ton in the movie. Leader of the you Yiga can have clan, Seth Rogen, Master Koga, <laughs> Master Koga. <laughs> Dude, can we? Ryan do, Reynolds is Master Koga. Can we do like a meme cast? Like, just make a meme of, like, Dream Zelda cast, and it's like, Ryan Reynolds as Master Koga, and you're like, Link has to be Chris Pratt, and... Link has to obviously be Chris Pratt. Um, Zelda, obviously, um, Scarlett Johansson. Emma Watson. <laughs> and, of course... Uh, actually, well, hold on. Hold on. I feel like Emma Watson would play a pretty good Zelda. Loki? Loki? Ma okay, maybe this is an episode in the future of fan the casting the Zelda movie. I've known some podcasts. That's not a bad idea. Cast. John Krasinski is the king. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Emily no, Blunt that's is it. Princess Steve Carell as Link. <laughs> Let's go, guys. It's just The Office, but, you know, it's Zelda. <laughs> that's what there the fans go. want, man. Anything else before we wrap this up? I don't think so. All right. I think we're... We're all good. Well, so good to have you back. What a fun episode. I think it's time for all of us Truly. to go back to Tears of the Kingdom. Unless you're already playing yep. while you're listening. I like to listen to um, I podcasts do about video games that I'm currently playing. Because it's like the full experience. Yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of The Nerdiest Podcast. Make sure you follow on Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast. You can see updates, what's going on. Subscribe on YouTube at The Nerdiest Podcast. We have some incredibly big plans coming up. I was about to, I was about to mention that. for our 100th episode. So, 
Keep an eye on the socials because we're going to be doing Q&A. We've got some big announcements. It's going to be super fun. Big production stuff. So keep an eye. Stay tuned. Keep an eye on that YouTube. Keep an eye on the Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast. Thank you for listening. Wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, or your cousin's basement, like radio that you tuned to. I don't know. Leave a five-star review and leave a review because we deserve it. So give us five stars, leave a review if you had a good time, and we'll see you in the next episode. Nick, it's good to have you back. We'll see you next time. Uh, Bye.